0: We see Tony die, Peter Parker unmasked, in the culmination of the largest cinematic franchise we've ever imagined, then nothing for over a year. Sure, there are bigger issues with the COVID pandemic than just missing out on the MCU, but that's kind of what the spot is about. In honesty, it's probably for the best that we got a break. Three movies a year is a lot, as the studio is starting to learn, and it really happened at the perfect time perfect break between sagas. After nearly a two-year hiatus, the drought was broken with a couple of well-received Disney Plus limited series. Black Widow was released that summer, in theaters and on Disney Plus, to a bit of a disappointment. As I said a few weeks ago, prequels have a hard ceiling, but when they do a prequel, they should go all out. This movie should have been a flashback to her first introduction to S.H.I.E.L.D not a monumental adventure shoehorned in between the Avengers' breakup and the coming of Thanos. Uh, There's a lot of flaws with this movie. Poor CGI, a dreadful ending, a lot of nits to be picked. But ultimately, this was a solid installment. Not every MCU movie has to be perfect, they just have to be rewatchable. But to say that after 11 years in the franchise, this was Scarlett Johansson's first time running the show? Ugh, bit of a letdown. Welcome (laughs) back to the Wrong Opinion MCU Rewatch. We got Maisie Grace. Say what's up. What's up? What's up? We're doing Black Widow. uh, And a lot of people's eyes should have been made a long time earlier because she's kind of an OG six. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we got it finally.
1: So what are
0: your couple thoughts on this movie?
1: Besides, like, the couple... Obvious little CGI things that are just absolutely terrible. I really like this movie.
0: Yeah, I think like it's a, we're, we'll get into what it could have been and missed opportunities. Um, but what ended up being, it was a really good emotional film. At least there's one scene that I think is a top tier, at least emotion driven scene in the MCU. There's some good action. Uh, Taskmaster, Master, Taskmaster. Task I had a lot of flaws or had a lot of issues, knits to pick with that character but she was still pretty cool looking. And overall, this is a fun movie. And it was like really depressing at points. And I think that's something that the MCU had been lacking. So it was a nice way to kind of kick off the uh, the new saga. Obviously, there were a couple of shows coming before it, but this was the first uh, first movie, the multiverse saga. Yes. Yes, a couple of points about it. It was, re- it was the first one to be released simultaneously on disney plus and they did that because of the pandemic and that kind of screwed uh screwed up some uh, some payments for Scarlett johansson so she got in a little bit of a legal battle with disney and that was fun but still ended up making like 400 million dollars one of the uh pandemic's most highest grossing films no thoughts on that
1: oh <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <laughs> i thought if you i were... don't
0: talk then you're allowed to talk i thought
1: that. you were just like recapping information um yeah this This movie is special to me because I watched it on a train in France because they released it on Disney Plus and I was like, yeah, why don't I just watch it?
0: Okay, sounds good.
1: That's all I got.
0: Yeah, I saw this in a. I think I saw this for the first time on Disney Plus too. I saw it in a little uh, cabin in the middle of Tennessee. You want the first award?
1: All right, let's do it. I will do. I am Iron Man award for best single line.
0: Okay. I think this was a tough one, but you think you have a good one? I have two. Okay.
1: The first. Okay, so the first one is when Yelena says, get up, mommy. Pain only makes you stronger, remember? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's cute and sad. I don't know what's wrong oh. with
0: me, but I hate kids in movies. Like, anytime there's a kid in a movie, I'm like, oh, it's a or Maybe mm-hmm. it's just because they're all bad actors, but
1: yeah so kid.
0: anti-kids and obviously something like you needed to hear yeah i think i'm just a hater
1: cute um and then my second one was um when Drakeoff said when you look into the eyes of a child you have raised no mask in the world can hide that mm. like obviously it's kind of like creepy because you know he's like all creepy and everything but it's just like a little little thing yeah if
0: you're a parent that's a line you could say (laughs) definitely out of context
2: uh here you go
0: i like the the obviously the uh pain only makes you stronger line came back later when natasha was talking to melina was that her name? melina 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 so that probably ends up being it is pain only makes us stronger but that's gonna cliche i've got three all right All kind of different, uh, different vibes. One was when Elena said, "The truth rarely makes any sense when you omit key details." It's a good one. Yeah, I don't like. It doesn't really affect the movie at all, but it it just like in a vacuum, a nice little line. Uh, I think just aesthetically, the line. I doubt the god from space has to take an ibuprofen after a fight.
1: That was just funny. Yeah.
0: That one like totally encapsulates a whole. Black Widow and Hawkeye experience in the, in the Avengers, right? Like,
1: and honestly, like Iron Man too. Yeah, well,
0: like I mean, he's really- at least got a suit of armor.
1: That's a right. that's
0: kind of a nit for the entire franchise. Why couldn't have? Why why couldn't Black Widow and Hawkeye have been given a suit of armor?
1: Because they're not rich.
0: Yeah, but I, Tony had like thirty of them, right?
1: It's true. He's selfish.
0: He's selfish, clearly.
1: He's kind of him?
0: Uh, and then the one that like you kind of walk away away from the movie, remembering. Elena saying the best part of my life was fake and none of you told me.
1: Bring some tears to your eyes.
0: Bring some tears to your eyes. So I think I'll probably give it up to pain only makes it stronger. I think that's the right call.
1: It's a good one. Because that's
0: like the movie in a nutshell, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with the Eternals Award. <laughs> or could this have been a limited series? I think, like, 100%, I think you could totally just rename this award the Black Widow Award, because I think this movie should have been a limited series. I, like, I, like, I mean, it was a prequel. Like, it shouldn't really have kicked off the multiverse saga. Like, it just wasn't all that important. And yeah. I don't know what movie that would have been. I guess probably No Way Home would have been a good way to start it. Like, go straight from far from home to that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, this movie's not, like, super blackbustery. It's super depressing, too. Which, a couple of the uh, the shows have been more so. It also introduces like a new character who's gonna be taking over going forward in the MCU. So I think I think it makes sense for this for this to have been a limited series.
1: I also said yes. um but I feel like whenever I read that, I always think of it differently than what you intend it. I just said like it would be a nice a cool series because then you could like get more into like. Not only just, like, her background, but, like, all the things Natasha did. Yeah. Like, all her, like, missions and everything. Like, you still don't really know what happened in Budapest that much. Yeah. Like, you're in Clint, so it'd be a cool little series to see.
0: Yeah, I think maybe, like, you stick with the storyline of going after Drake off, but then mm-hmm. you have, like, flashbacks. Like, half the show is flashbacks to, I don't know, like, her time in with the Red Room and then back to, like, starting with S.H.I.E.L.D. and then back to... Draco and this new mission. I think that would be cool.
1: I'm a flashback lover, so Mm -hmm. I'd love that. My turn. Oh, it's a character. Oh, Captain Marvel award for character that inexplicably didn't help save the world. All right. I had big one. I had Alexi.
0: Alexi Draco. Oh, not Draco. That's oh, that's yeah, the Red Guardian. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cause they like they totally could have taken the Red Room down without him. All he really did was get Taskmaster Taskmaster locked in the um cell. And like he helped them find Melina, but so I feel like they could have found Melina. Yeah.
0: Huh.
1: Some other I think way. That part is
0: the key one. I don't think they had any idea that Melina was so bored to break true. off and where she was. But, like, once they were on the ship, he was basically just, like, another dude that they had to save, and Melina basically did all the legwork, so he was just, like, he distracted Taskmaster from from yeah. Melina, right?
1: Like, really, all he was after they found Melina was an annoyance and a distraction.
0: Yeah, and I have some qualms with that character, but we're gonna get to him in another section uh, for the Captain Marvel Award, the character that inexplicably didn't help save the world, why would she not have Captain America help her in, in this situation? Because she knows she's going to take down Dracoff. Captain America's already on the run. Like, wait, you got something better to do right now, dude? Uh, it's just weird that she wouldn't have given him a call. And obviously all the other ones either are with Tony on the other side of the Accords or locked in a prison. But Captain America was there and available, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, and obviously you could say that about, I don't know. There's a lot of different characters that, well, whatever. Um, Okay, I'm going to go with the First Avenger Award for the best one-off character. Uh, I think David, I love David Harbour. I think everybody should love David Harbour. He's an awesome actor. But I think in the first scene when he was, portraying like a normal dude i thought he was so good he plays the red guardian alexi obviously um but then in the rest of the movie he was so like cartoonishly russian and i i just think this movie was a super grounded movie in a lot of aspects i feel like that character should have been way more grounded because he was just so like absurd and unrealistic like based off what we saw in the first scene he was this like actual human person and then he just becomes like a, a joke machine after that. And he was still awesome in the role, so I'm not hating on him. Uh, and I think Rachel Weiss, she's the girl from The Mummy. You've seen The Mummy, right? Uh, No. No? No. Oh, you gotta watch The Mummy right now. Um, Okay, but she plays uh, Melina. And I think she was really good too. But I think Ray Winstone as General Dracoff I think he's like the clear winner. He's absolutely just incredible. I didn't even recognize him as Winstone, And he's like, he was a big actor, especially like in the 90s in gangster movies. But I, I didn't recognize him until after the movie. That's just how good he was and how good his uh his accent was and the makeup and everything about him. And obviously he's a terrible, terrible character and you're supposed to hate him and you do. So, you know, they did their job. And then shout out, Shout out to the girl who played young Natasha. She like seemed just like Scarlett Johansson. I thought that was like perfect casting. And that's Ever Anderson, who's Mila Djokovic's daughter.
1: I had Melina. Okay. I thought she was like, I don't know, like she was just very like you could see like her character development within like five seconds in the yeah. whole scene where she meet like, at uh, the beginning when she first meets Natasha and Yelena, like, she calls the Red Room, and then by the end of it, she's, on. by the time they, like, get kidnapped, she's on their side. I just thought she was a great character, and she was yeah, actually helpful.
0: I think that could have been super lazy, too, the way they did that, but I think the way that they labeled her, like, a coward who, like, it was, like, willing ignorance that she knew what Dracoff was doing, he was a terrible mm-hmm. guy but she was scared of him and she was making money so she's not like complaining but she was also one of those kids that was captured at a young age and and that that's like a really important part of this movie is how like indoctrinated kids can be and, like child so- soldiers were evident yeah thing. um and just like changing their entire worldview as adults. But then just in that moment, her being able to break away from it, just making like one right choice. I I thought, yeah, she was really good. And her uh, arc was pretty well done.
1: I agree. I have Silver Surfer Award for the character that should have been introduced. Okay. I had Hawkeye. I said like even for just a cameo because yeah like Natasha had a lot of history with him obviously and like um he would have been like even if he wasn't have been super helpful it would just been a, nice to like kind of tie him into her little backstory since it's all about like her backstory yeah and he was important
0: yeah I so with this award I you can answer whatever you want to but I want to put in like. Comic book characters that yeah. aren't in yet that this could have been introduced and you didn't do it wrong I didn't tell you so sign big deal um, but I I agree with Hawkeye that he should have been in this and I wish this was a flashback of like Budapest Budapest um, and how that like I just think that would have been way I don't know and maybe like small tie-ins like she doesn't need some giant adventure after saving the universe right I wish that it was more of a flashback and tie-ins to current day rather than just this new adventure where she's re-meeting her family. Um, And so I said I would have wanted Hawkeye to be included in that total flashback, and that would have introduced the swordsman. He was the guy who trained Clint Barton to be Master Archer. Uh, So I think that would have been just a cool little cameo. Just like a a hint of a little little bit of swordsman.
1: That would have been cool if I knew who that was. I will Mm -hmm. Google him after this podcast.
0: should read more comic books. I should. Yeah, that's a subscription.
1: Well, the subscription's over now, so... Okay. My birthday's passed.
0: I'm going to do the Taika ytt James Gunn Award for the funniest moment. It used to be the Taika YTt Award, but I crossed his name off and put James Gunn because of his Taika YTT's experience in the Multiverse Saga. No bueno. James Gunn Award. I... Usually hate when somebody says something smart or like sciency, and then another character goes, English, please. And like, that's just so played out and dumb. But here, when they did that and then she repeated it in Russian, I thought that was hilarious because that was like a, a twist on a stupid cliche. I thought that was really funny. Um, and then the whole like extended thing of Yelena making fun of her fight pose, because we've all been doing that for like 11 years. And stealing from useless trivia, that was actually because Florence Pugh sure that made made fun of Scarlett Johansson for doing that fight pose as an actress. Um, and they thought it was so funny that they just put it in the script.
1: Interesting.
0: Interesting. But this isn't a super funny movie. Like obviously it's got a really dark undertone of, you know, human trafficking and stuff. So that's, you know, not, not great. Um and I think the jokes that they thought were going to be really funny just didn't land. Like I think most of the Red Guardian stuff just wasn't all that funny, you know. And that was yeah. like the bulk of the the, the attempted comedy, you know. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Um. So I agree. Like, it's not a very funny movie, and a lot of the Red Guardian jokes just kind of like, eh, it was a little funny. But um, I think this one was just extra funny because I was watching it with dad and it made me think of him. Is when Alexi is in the bathroom for like 10 minutes trying to get his uh-huh. suit on comes out and he's like, it still fits. It reminds me of like when dad wears a t shirt from like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little too tight. And um, also stealing from useless trivia because, Ooh. Also stealing from useless trivia. That was actually not scripted. He, uh, David Harbour was actually struggling to get that costume on, and so they just kept it.
0: That's funny because stealing from my useless trivia, he gained 80 pounds for this role. That's a lot of freaking weight, and he's already a, like he's not fat, but he's he's a big dude, so adding mm-hmm. that much, he, he got up to like 280 or something. Um, so I, they just miscalculated how big that happened with uh, uh Paul Rudd to an Ant Man. He got too like he got super buffed for the role when he didn't really need to be and he couldn't fit into the suit. So they had to kind of remake it. But yeah, that was a really funny scene. And there were a lot of parts. I think just in general, I didn't like how they did Alexi. But he was he was still a good character and there's still like a lot of really funny parts of him.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. What do you got next?
1: Hawkeye Award for most unexpectedly inspiring moments. And I have two. The first one I already kind of talked about and it's when Melina had was helping Natasha after um, like saying it's impossible and to not like look back on the past and she even like alerted the red room but like when she sees how much it meant to Natasha she helped her take down the red room yeah I just kind of like I thought that was like nice. I think the whole
0: scene was done so well like the starting Really, from that funny little, it still fits when they had the the little, like, heart to heart, um, like, family moment. And then Natasha, she tells, she just finally says what she's been wanting to say for 20 years. She tells Melina that she's a coward. She tells uh, Alexi that he's an idiot. Uh, And Yelena breaks down because she was like a child, like a young, young child when she lost her family. So she really thought it was real. And just seeing how that affected Melina. Okay, so then that scene ends with um, Yelena going to another room crying, Alexi going to console her, and that was just a really sweet moment, but then Melina and Natasha break off, and Melina, she reveals, I guess we maybe know this, but she reveals that she was a Black Widow too, and she was indo- indoctrinated into this, you know, freaky cult-like thing, and she asked Natasha how she kept her heart, and Nat says, bring him back to your Iron Man Award, pain only makes us stronger going back to what she said as a kid. Um, I just freaking love that scene because then we find out that Melina alerted them, but she switches and she helps. And it's, it's really just that, like, even in the worst situations, you don't have to lose your heart. You can still be a good person and do the right thing, you know?
1: Yeah. Very inspiring. My second one is with Alexi. And it's when at like the very, very end, Natasha asks him if he's got anything to say, and he goes, "I'll just mess it up." Like, it goes kind of like, kind of like cute to see that like throughout this whole movie, all you see is him just like annoying the crap out of them, and he kind of realizes like, "I probably shouldn't say anything in this moment." Yeah, it's kind of like, like a little like character growth for both Melina and um, Alexi to yeah, and I think the issues.
0: Like I don't think this is Black Widow's best movie because she doesn't really have any character development, any character growth in this. You just see more of her past, but just the character development around her that that was a really important part of this movie. And seeing her two parents become you know heroes in a sense, I I, just, I think that's kind of like the story of this movie is their growth, not necessarily yeah. Black Widow. Uh, I'm gonna go with the new Taika Waititi Award. It's a Taiki, Taika Waititi award for the joke they could have scrapped. The line, okay, so they're flying away from the prison, which, you know, we'll talk about the prison scene in a second because that was not a great scene. Um, and they say they're going just outside St. Petersburg to see Molina. And Yelena says, we don't have enough, time, don't have enough fuel for St. Petersburg. Lexi says, oh, no, we'll make it. And then they crash. And it's like a little bit funny, but why would they have listened to him if they can see that they don't have gas? You know, just the total lack of logic in that in that scene makes the joke not all that funny.
1: I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I, <laughs> I bust out laughing. Probably,
0: I probably thought it was so funny in theaters, but here I'm watching it and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And it just kind of took me out of the the humor aspect of it.
1: I guess. I think you have the wrong opinion.
0: Nah,
1: um, all right, you can hit the buzzer on me. And you're going to think I have the wrong opinion for this, but I think the joke that should have been scrapped, although after your um the useless trivia, I kind of changed my opinion, yeah. but I think the poser joke was, like, funny at the beginning, but then they just, like, kept doing it, and I was like...
2: Nah, so
1: you didn't was, like that one? I, like, it was, like, funny... At the beginning, and it was funny when Yelena, like, jumps, and then she, like, poses, and she's, like, ugh, and, like, walks away, but, like, they just kept doing it, and I was, like, take a couple out and just have one or two. No,
0: I, and... I think that's the wrong opinion. I'll put the buzzer on you, because,
1: uh-huh. I don't know, sometimes,
0: like, recurring jokes, it's not funny unless it's a recurring joke, you know?
1: I guess. I
0: think, I think
2: that was, I think that was good. Huh?
1: All right. All right. Um, you are up. She Hulk Award for Answers to Questions That Don't Need to Be Asked. I have a terrible one theories. for this. Yes, I have a terrible one for this. All right. Um, but I think I should just go out and say it. Who is Taskmaster's mother? Who had a baby with Drakeoff I think. Based off of the entire abducting little girls and growing them and brainwashing them, it was obviously a widow. My guess, Melina. Ah. Oh. that's what I got.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any
0: any evidence saying that. I don't think there's any evidence arguing against that. I I think it's probably, definitely a widow, right? And I feel like it was almost certainly not, you know, consensual relationship um Dracoff's not a great guy
1: nope no and based off of his track record with women you can't expect that he had a baby with a consenting woman
0: yeah it doesn't seem like a like a guy who likes women very much we'll just leave that in a dark corner somewhere the dark part of the uh the mcu (laughs) that was a good one though because they never (laughs) talk about that right and that's one thing I did really like about this movie. I almost wanted to add an award called the Black Widow Award for this made a movie five movies ago that much cooler. There would have been a better title for that, but like the opposite of the Age of voltron Award, which we took out for this saga. Because, like, they talk about Dracov's daughter, Loki mentions Dracov's daughter in, way back in Avengers. And we finally get an answer to what that actually is. And Dracov's daughter ended up being so much more important and so much darker. Than we really thought. It kind of brings out that that bad side of both Shield and kind of Hawkeye and Black Widow.
2: Mm-hmm. That
0: they are like Loki said way back in Avengers, uh, killers in the service of killers and liars in the service of liars. Um, so that, that was that was pretty cool. Why did I say that? Oh yeah, we were just talking about Taskmaster. um yes. well, What did you think of Taskmaster? Without because you have no context of what Taskmaster was in the comics. What do you think of this version of
1: it? Um, I thought it was really cool. I liked how it was like, Taskmaster was not only Dreykov's daughter, but um, like, Taskmaster Taskmaster, I can never say it.
2: Taskmaster
1: yeah, was also brain, like, not only brainwashed, but like, had like the chemical things, you know? I just thought it was like, like, he is such a terrible person. would do that to his own daughter you know
2: yeah his
0: own like daughter in massive amounts of pain probably constantly
1: i just think i don't
0: like when every single villain is somehow tied to our heroes i just think at some point it's like you know it doesn't make sense that every single one would be and like visually this version was just cool as the comics and the powers were virtually the same um it's just kind of a bummer we're never going to get like an actual version of taskmaster who's this you know assassin who constantly foils our our good guys you know same thing a little with ghosts but ghosts i don't have any recollection of ghosts in the comics so i don't necessarily care about that one as much um but back to the she-hulk award i have two so what happens next for all these widows like they unlocked all the brains and gave chemicals but now they're, you know, they're uneducated, they're homeless, they're familyless women who know nobody except for each other. They have no training in anything except for murder. hundred percent, at least half of them definitely become assassins for hire, become mercenaries in the next like year. And the other half probably dead. So it's just a really disappointing ending. Like the next, yeah. the next day, you know, like if you're watching Shawshank Redemption, it's like, what's happening the next day? Uh, if you're watching this movie, the next day is not very great. And then second one that's more exciting. So Alexi the Red Guardian keeps talking about his fights with Captain America, right? And it makes no sense cuz Captain America came back in 2011. But did the Red Guardian actually fight Captain America who was time displaced because he went back in time at the end of Avengers?
1: Oh, oh that's an that is interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Your,
1: and so there's a lot of questions mind. about how that
0: worked because like if you went back in time with the time machine it would have created another timeline so it doesn't really make sense it went just right back and was able to go here but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter because it's still i guess it, the it way
1: your mind work amazes me I
0: have a beautiful mind they call me i
1: just thought he was grow. lying
0: yeah he's probably just lying or he <laughs> fought like a different because i mean there were other super soldiers they talked about in Falcon Winter Soldier. So it could have just been that too, you know?
1: I mean, he himself is also a super soldier.
2: Yeah, American super soldier.
1: Yeah, whatever. All right. Cheesiest fight scene and best fight scene. I have two bests and one cheesy. Um, The best um, was the first fight scene with Natasha and Elena. I just thought it was kind of like, I oh, your eyes went big for that. I liked how it was, like, um, um, I I just liked how it was, like, kind of just, like, two stubborn sisters who are just fighting with each other, and it kind of, like, shows their strengths and also how, like, both of them are such good fighters, but also, like, kind of know each other's weaknesses a little bit. I just thought, I just really liked that. I always like when, like, two people who are, like, supposed to be on the same side or, like, know each other, but, like, have some issues with each other or fighting and they all just kind of come out. Um and then another best fight scene for me is Natasha versus all the other widows
2: mm-hmm. because
1: like it's one person against like a lot of people who are trained the same and she like does pretty well for herself fighting all these other women. So I was like, yeah oh, that's really cool."
2: So
0: I'm going to push back on and both of those for two different reasons. So I th- I think Yelena and Natasha, it was super good. It was super fun. And it was, I they, it was just a well choreographed <laughs> fight scene. But like, why were they fighting? I couldn't really get past that. Like they hadn't seen each other in a long time. They don't really have this relationship because they haven't seen each other since they were kids. And they just start fighting immediately when they see each other. I just didn't really understand that. And well, it I'm was cool. So I'm just picking nits here. And it's not really fair because it was still an awesome fight scene. And then I think it, like the last like, I don't know ever since I, I put a point down um let me so just the last like extended scene i don't know like 15 minutes or so it was just so boring every like number one i think everybody was acting really poorly like when uh um uh yelena was about to kill drake off first of all that didn't really make any sense but then uh natasha yells at her no don't they're just like not good acting right there which is weird because she yeah. was like two years removed from a Best Actor nomination Um and there just wasn't really anything interesting about how the good guys won like I just think they like I don't know once it got to the to the point where uh I don't know what point like from when Natasha bashed her face in from there on the movie just got worse like they just gave up on the script like the way they took down the entire helicarrier type thing I don't know if the name of it was Where they blow up an engine and then it starts crashing down. I just, that whole entire scene was boring to me. So that fight scene kind of just didn't mean all that much because it's like, it's already basically over, right? Like she beat Drake off and I don't know. And that also kind of fell trapped to where one person is fighting a bunch of bad guys, which is always really cool. But the bad guys are very polite and only attack her one at a time. (laughs) Like, I feel like if you're going to fight with 20 people, they're not just going to fight you one-on-one until they're all dead, you know?
1: Yeah. I guess.
0: But, I mean, they were cool scenes, so I'm not, like, at the end of the day, it's just a fun action fight scene. So I'm just crapping all over your answer, but (laughs) (laughs) give me your cheesiest fight scene.
1: Uh, Cheesiest uh, was Natasha and Taskmaster at the end. It was, I didn't like, like, I hate when fight scenes have dialogue, um, except for in Civil War when Spider-Man keeps talking and then all these other guys are like, you know, there's not this much talking during fights. Like, I thought, yeah. I liked that, but, like, I just don't like when... It, I just didn't like the, all the dialogue. And then, like, all the slow there is a very specific time when slow mos work in a fight scene, and this is just not it. Like, at the very beginning she's like it's like and she like like they like lift each other's knives or something I'm just like that was unnecessary
2: yeah and then like it
0: ends with them falling out of the sky and her somehow standing up straight on a falling piece of debris just overall like (laughs) I think that I think that probably wins the award for easiest fight scene but it was stuck in that part of where I just like gave up on the movie because like this just yeah it's just still going you know um So that's a good answer too. For my best fight scene, I am a sucker for car chase scenes, and the first scene with them on the plane when they're trying to escape, and you don't really you don't know that this guy's super soldier, and then he flings the thing, and he's shooting cops. I don't you know condone shooting cops, but it's always exciting when a Russian shoots a cop. And he's dangling off the plane, and she has to yank him up. That was, I think, top to bottom really. It's just the beginning of this movie was really really well done. And um, I think it went downhill from there. But still, I still like this movie. I'm crapping on this movie a little bit in the last five minutes. It's still good. Um, but the Taskmaster introduction scene, I thought was like terrifying because we don't really know. We don't know at all who this character is. And she, he, he's, I'm saying he because we thought it was he at that point, but she's just like unstoppable because she's mimicking every move that Natasha does. And then we realize that's- yeah. Taskmaster's superpower, right? Like, he, she, it, they, it, them, she. Uh, mimics powers, or mimics powers, but like uh, uh, fighting abilities, fighting styles like, perfectly. Mm-hmm. And did you notice in the, like, in the end of the movie, when you see, especially when Taskmaster fights Red Guardian, she does like, every single of the Avengers moves, styles. Did you notice that?
2: No. No, if,
0: if you're looking for it, it's super obviously visual. Like she goes like this, whoosh, like Black Panther. She throws the shield like Captain America. She lands oh, like Black fine. Widow, flips the hair up, all that stuff. <laughs> um, but we just immediately see why it's such a terrifying villain. And then we realize she's not trying to kill Natasha. She's going for the thing in the briefcase. And I, I yeah. always I always love that when you're in the middle of a fight and you realize that the person you're fighting doesn't care about you at all. That's that's always a good move for me. Um, And then cheesiest, I put Natasha and Yelena just because I didn't know why it was happening. The last entire 15 minutes, mostly fight scenes, just boring and not really well done. Um, And I think the prison escape could have been so, so cool. Like, it it was an awesome set. Like, it just looked visually really cool. And then it was a good, like, start, how how it started with... um, Excuse me, started with Alexi, who we haven't seen since Ohio, as this big, fat, grizzled, old, goofy man. But then from then on, it was just so lazily done. Like, she's flying above him, swooping down to grab him and shimmy back up. And then she just blows up a random tower that ends up causing an avalanche. I just think it was so lazy. I hate in movies, too. It was really bad here because she's standing outside of the helicopter holding a gun and there's bullets going to her left and then to her right on the helicopter walls, but then she doesn't get shot. Like, she would be dead immediately if you put a helicopter above yeah. a prison. There's just no way that, it just the entire scene didn't make any sense. It was not a good plan and it shouldn't have worked and it didn't look good visually either, which we're going to get to in a little bit. Okay. Peter Quill
1: Award for the... I'm up! Oh. That's and the Peter Poole nice.
0: award is in the speed round now. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Pip, wow. the troll award for the most egregiously lazy CGI because we can't call it poorly age CGI anymore. This is only a couple of years ago, and they have the money and the ability to just do it. Um, the prison break scene. I just talked about this. It looked so bad. I've never seen a scene that needed so little CGI have such bad CGI. They look like pasted on the mountain backdrop. I just like you you they couldn't have shot that an actual mountain. Like I, I get that you yeah. need a lot of CGI for that, but you need to CGI the backdrop too. And then the same I thing I
1: think that all the time. Like all these settings. Like, why don't you just go there?
0: Yeah, I know. Like you got the money. I don't I don't understand. And then it's like obviously part of it, they want to keep everything a secret. Um but I don't know, shooting at a mountain is that Really revealing a lot of secrets I don't I don't know uh, and then the same thing with uh like at the end of the movie when she's about to kill Drake off and destroy his little jet that's gonna fly off she just like pastes it on the back. it just does not look good. when there's like a white yeah. skyline when the sky looks white, that just always takes me out because that's not really how a sky looks. It's very true,
1: especially right now. it's smoky.
0: You are in the northern United States. It's very spooky. Very
1: true. Um, I had the same two scenes, um, but a little bit different nitpicking for those scenes. I said, so like the avalanche destroying the Russian prison, and then like anything with like fire. It just looks so unbelievably fake. Yeah. <laughs> I like couldn't even handle it. And then same like when she is, Going to kill Dracoff. And she's just like, she looks like 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 a barb like a um an action figure that you like throw across a room. Like her body's stiff and she just blows backwards. Like yeah. that looks so unbelievably fake. Yeah.
2: So it,
0: it, it a, a lot of flaws with this movie. And I think some of it you can chalk it up to this came out right after the pandemic. So they're just limited on um manpower. But the tv shows at the same time looked really really good you know
1: yeah picking it
0: i have been doing this a whole episode pick some more
1: sure uh this is one that we haven't talked about at all and i don't know if you'll agree with me on it but like the um i like the idea of the antidote thing you know you break it and then they get all mine cleared yeah. but um, when their eyes like get red and sparkly, oh yeah, it just seems so cheesy and unnatural. Like it reminds me of Barbie in a fashion fairy tale when the queen's love spell is broken. And I know you don't know what I'm talking about at all, but like if you watch that movie, she gets an, a love spell breaking potion and it makes her eyes go from blue to purple and sparkles go away. And I'm like, ah. Yeah, When's the last time you today, watched yeah.
0: a Barbie movie? Because I feel like it's like a week ago.
1: Oh, it was, it's pretty recent. <laughs> pretty weird, I, yeah, yeah. When, in 2020, Emma and I watched every Barbie movie that I have on DVD. So, oh, within yeah. the past three years, at least. All
0: right. Okay.
2: Yeah, I think with
0: the entire antidote thing, it was very, like, magical almost. <laughs> like, yeah. mystical. And it just, it's not, I don't know. This movie's, like, very sciencey and very... uh like, obviously, science fiction, but still science-y. And just that was very Doctor Strange, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, there are aspects of the MCU where things like that would go well. And I feel like Black Widow's part of is. MCU. Yeah. Like, it just didn't fit well. Yeah.
0: Any other nits? That's
1: all I got. Because we've right. been nitpicking the whole time.
0: Yeah. I've got several. Um, I took out What Age is the Worst because these movies are so new now. But one thing that aged really bad was... Natasha making fun of General or Secretary Ross, uh, William Hurt. She was making fun of him for his second triple bypass surgery. And then he died like a year later in real life. Uh, That that doesn't age well. Uh, And just in general, like you were talking with the, uh, uh, the potion, this movie would have been, or the antidote, this movie would have been better if it were way more grounded. Like I didn't like the entire mind control aspect of it. Obviously it's a freaking comic book movie. So what do you expect? But when it acts like it's going to be grounded, it should be a little more grounded, you know? Yeah. Um, it just makes the ridiculous stuff see out of, seem out of place. This is a pic, uh, this is a knit on the character of Natasha correcting her friend for saying Budapest and correcting and, or correcting him for saying Budapest and saying Budapest. Because people who correct you for saying Budapest wrong are the absolute worst people on this planet. Like, I don't uh, know. It's not my language. It's not my accent, you know? I don't care. I don't care. Um, the scene when she's running, uh, she's like chasing the person who tried to kill her and Yelena, her and Yelena, just meet. Uh, they get attacked, uh, and they're going to they're running away. I think this is when Taskmaster gets reintroduced. She falls off a five-story building and lands on her feet. Is she a super?
1: Soldier? And she no, and she gets like no. I was thinking about that too. She like hits multiple like poles and everything, and she's like flapped around
2: yeah
1: lands perfectly fine
0: that that was a little that was a little too much like it doesn't have to be realistic it just has to sit with the realism you already like introduced in the movie and this character can't like she shouldn't be able to follow five stories that was ridiculous and then in that same scene Elena spun her car she grabbed the wheel spun the car 180 degrees it's still going backwards somehow she kicks out her door sent it into a motorcycle and killed that person I actually thought I accidentally put on Fast and Furious when I saw that scene because <laughs> it was pulled straight out of that and then back to the Budapest thing who is that guy who is the dude who gives Natasha and Yelena all that stuff like why do they both know him because I think that he's friends with Natasha but then he says that he set up Elena with that flat so I, it's just lazy storytelling not saying how he's related at all like does he help intentionally all reformed black widows is that his his thing
1: well that's what i was thinking earlier is like like when you said natasha and yelena don't have the relationship to have that kind of fight at the beginning you know i just think like at times they like point out you guys haven't seen each other in 20 years and then other times it's like you guys are strange sisters but you're not you were raised together and haven't seen each other in 20 years yeah that's what it's, so supposed it's like these kind be, right? of little so many thing. times right. you
0: kind of go back on that it just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. Um, and then back to the prison break scene that I didn't like so he escapes he actually breaks out of the prison and then he sees Natasha from afar. and he's like hey that's my daughter he hasn't seen her in 20 years how is he going to recognize her? that's his daughter also last time we saw her she had blue hair so it seems fishy I
1: thought about that too when um, Melina recognized them I'm like how could you recognize them
0: yeah it just doesn't make 20
1: sense 20 years of blue.
0: I, I think with Melina, Mal- it makes more sense a little bit because she sees, obviously, she's going to recognize Alexi. All right. But with, with Alexi, like she would recognize Alexi and then the two daughters, like the two girls behind her, like maybe she could piece it together, but still, that makes sense. And then, last and most importantly, there's no way that a pig could turn a doorknob. <laughs> you can hear the doorknob turn when the pig comes in. Uh, and then, last one we have. For the main questions, I believe is the Ragnarok Award for the character cinematic peak. I think so Yelena probably should have been um First Avenger Award, but she was also in Hawkeye and usually I just limit it to movies, but I just I don't know, cheated in this one because I want to talk about uh uh Dracoff. So I guess I have to give it to her because she was the best in this one and I didn't allow her to be in the first Avenger Award, and she was really, really good in this, like she uh, she's like you know witty and angry and she's hot and a little evil, but also just sad and scared that she's still brainwashed and wants her family back and a really good accent too. Uh, I'm excited for her for her in uh, Thunderbolts, and I yep. think Black Widow you won her like this is when she has her biggest role, It's her only starring role. Um, but she just she was good still you know, but she just wasn't as developed as any of the other characters.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought of this um answer differently than you, and so I didn't answer it because <laughs> she's the only like natasha's the only character in this movie that you see in other movies. You said hundred
0: percent why I said yelena It's that's why I yeah, put her in the like, first venture because Black Widow is, I think, literally the only character who's been in another movie.
1: Yeah, and she just really didn't peak in this movie. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know what to say, so I'm just going to not answer it. Was there
0: anybody else? Okay, so Thunderbolt Thunderbolt Ross was in a bunch of other movies, obviously. but He was barely in this, had like five words. And then yeah. uh, what's her name? The girl from Seinfeld, Julia Louise Dreyfus. I forget her name in the show. She's been in a couple oh, movies now. Isn't it like
1: Mel? Mel Val.
0: Val? Okay. Val. <laughs> okay, there you go, yeah. So, so she's also
1: in like the end credit scene, so it doesn't like.
0: But it's not a post credit.
1: That's true.
0: Should have been a post credit scene. There's only one post credit scene, and that could have well that should have been a post credit scene. I didn't understand that.
1: Yeah.
0: What was
2: the post credit scene?
1: The post credit scene is with Val. Oh.
2: Yeah,
1: that's the post credit scene.
2: There, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that <I> was wrong. <laughs>
1: Well, there's a nit you picked that you didn't need to pick.
0: (laughs) Another nit, though, at the end of the movie, so she's captured by Ross. I didn't really put this because you could explain it away pretty easily. But how did she get away? Why was she no longer captured by Ross?
1: She ran super fast.
0: Yeah, but she got captured. I don't know. She could have run, but then she chose not to, so her family could get away. But then Mm. you see her two weeks later, she's out. It's
1: true.
0: I think Iron Man helped her out there.
1: Yeah. or Captain America.
0: That, that probably makes more sense. Uh, so now we have a new thing. We got a speed round. Five questions. Answer them quickly. You have missed opportunities. Peter Quill Award for Best Choice in Music. Just one Oscar. Best non-MCU double feature. And which prop would you have stolen? So right. just say was- what you're answering, and then you go through all of them, and then I'll go through all of mine.
1: Oh, okay. Um, missed opportunities. I have two. I have the Captain America cameo. There should. I feel like there should have been Captain America cameos in this one because he is in. he has a lot of cameos, like in the Spider-Man Homecoming, he's on a little TV, and like with how much Alexi brings him up, I feel like it would have been funny to like at the end, like Alexi's like, "Oh, Captain America," and he's like, "Who are you?" or something
2: like that, you know? Yeah, like, he's...
0: If he... He should have walked out of the Quinjet when the English dude brought the Quinjet. And that would
2: mm-hmm. have been amazing,
0: too, because we thought he was done because he he left in, in Endgame. And then this All would right. be his final actual send-off. Maybe we'd be complaining about that at this point because it's like, oh, why don't you get him... Let him have that final moment and just bring him back for a cheap thing. But it would have been cool, and it would have in the story.
1: Um, and then another missed opportunity is I... I think Leonardo DiCaprio would have been funny as Dracoff because he's into younger women. Oh! <laughs> Burn. Um, just one Oscar. I would say oh, Best Peter Acting. Quill
0: Peter Quill Award. What?
1: Oh, Peter I have to go Quill. in a specific order? Sorry. Right. Peter Quill Award. Um, for the Best Choice in Music, the song at the like the exposition when it's kind of like showing everything that the Red Room did
0: the that Nirvana song, acoustic like acoustic cover.
1: Yeah, it like yeah, chill.
0: Terrifying.
1: Yeah, it's it was like the perfect exposition song to describe what's going on. Blah blah blah. Um, just one Oscar award. I would say best acting, Florence Pugh.
2: Mm.
1: Absolutely awesome. Um, best non MCU double feature. Um, I. After watching this movie, I really wanted to watch Don't Worry Darling because they are similar in how the antagonists are exploiting women. Plus, okay. anytime I watch Florence Pugh movie, I want to have a Florence Pugh marathon.
2: There you and
1: go. And which prop would I have stolen? The Taskmaster outfit.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Uh, my misopportunity is having this uh, be a prequel just about her meeting Clint Barton and maybe like flash forwards to today, but like no storyline for today, just kind of her running from Ross. Uh, And that would have been really good because it's like her, that was her defecting to S.H.I.E.L.D. and becoming an Avenger and becoming an American. And she's like looking back on that and it's like, was it even worth it at this point? Uh, Peter Quill Award for the best choice in music, American Pie. Uh, They talk about it in the beginning as uh, like the song that Lena wants and then it ends up being why they bond later in life. And stealing from useless trivia does a David Harbor original. He brought that, he uh, uh, ad libbed to sing American Pie to her, and then they ended up adding it into the first scene as well, just to make sense. Just one Oscar. I also said Florence Pugh for like Yelena for best supporting actor. She was nominated a couple of years before for Little Woman. This would have been her first win. Uh, it would have been her versus Ariana DeBus for West Side Story. For Best Supporting Actor, and I don't think she should have won in the first place. So, you totally could have given it to her. Best non, what?
1: I think Ariana DeBose did an awesome job.
0: You like that movie? Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. Um, I mean, it was obviously
1: a bad movie, but like, I think she did awesome. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, best non MCU double feature. It's a weird choice, but Blood Diamond. Because they both show the power of child soldiers and how easily they can be uh, indoctrinated. Have you seen that movie yet?
1: Nope. That's
0: pretty good. Uh have
1: never
0: it's Leo. Yeah, Leo. Probably at his hottest. And then which prop would I have stolen? The Red Guardian action figure. Nicole. Now it's time for boom, boom, boom. Useless Trivia.
1: Useless Trivia.
0: Uh, Florence Pugh. She was making fun of Scarlett Johansson's pose, so they put that in the movie. Red Guardian, Alexei, he has his daughter's names tattooed t- tattooed on his back in Russian. So it's hard to see, but you can figure it out if you know Russian, which I do not. Uh, meaning at least he cares a little bit. Yelena mocks him, calls him the Crimson Dynamo. That is a comic Russian supervillain who fights Iron Man. Uh, and this, that's weird. I had him type out. But his, uh, Crimson Dyn- Dynamo's alter ego was Anton Vanko. Who was the father of the bad guy in Iron Man Two? Full huh. uh, I said this. David Harbour gained eighty pounds for this role, and then he dropped that weight to do the flashback scenes. So they did the the heavy scenes first. Huh. Uh, RDJ was supposed to be in Ross's role, but then they scrapped it, which I think was a good idea because I don't really want to see like the last vision of Barbara Downey Jr. in the MCU be kind of in the villain's role.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Emma Watson was a frontrunner to play Yelena. They definitely made the right choice. Just physically, Elena or Florence Pugh like has like she's you know thick and beefy and strong, uh, and I think that's kind of the look that really fits with this, and it would not have worked with them, Watson. Harper and Weiss, they're only nine and fourteen years older than Scarlett Johansson.
1: Oh, huh. wow. Yeah. Uh,
0: and in the comics, Alexi is Natasha's husband. That's weird. Not the first time they've done that though. Uh, that's weird. So in the prison, Alexi calls a guy named Ursa. He calls him a bear. In the comics, Ursa Major is a Russian superhero that can turn into a bear. So it's a nice little uh, Easter egg. Uh, and then I said this, but you can see the Taskmaster using the style of fighting from each of the special hand-to-hand style Avengers when he fights when she fights the Red Guardian.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Um, my useless trivia. I already said this one. When Alexi gets stuck in the Red Guardian suit, that wasn't scripted. David Harbor actually got stuck and had to call for help, which ended up in the final cut of the movie. Uh, the first draft of the script for the, for this movie was completed in eleven days.
0: That um, that makes sense based off the <laughs> the final the product. Ending. It seems like something that was written in five days, honestly. <laughs>
1: um, Scarlett <laughs> Johansson
0: the did the first two hours in like. 10 days and I like, go oh, we said 11 <laughs> and just ripped <laughs> off the final crappy scene
1: um Scarlett Johansson's husband wouldn't help her practice lines because he didn't want to hear any spoilers Does That just yeah <laughs> um and David Harbour sent set photos to Stranger Things creators not as a spoiler but since Stranger Things has a lot of their most recent season taking place in a Russian prison as well he wanted to make sure that there weren't any accidental similarities between the two.
0: Interesting.
1: Which is also funny because after... So, this is not important at all. But he gained like 80 pounds for this movie. And then he lost like 150 pounds to film Stranger Things. Very Because he was super skinny in Stranger Things.
0: That is interesting. Can you skip this movie in your MCU rewatch?
1: Um... Skipping it doesn't make you lost in really any other storylines, so technically you could skip it and really be fine, except for, like, who Yelena is, right. Um, but it definitely is good to see Natasha's backstory.
0: Yeah, yeah it's a nice, like, supplementary thing. Yeah. I think 100% you can skip it. It might be more important for the Thunderbolts going forward, but really mm-hmm. just a note to Scarlett Johansson and giving her a final send-off, and in Hawkeye... It, they introduced Yelena well enough for yeah. that character anyway, so it's like, whatever. Who stole the movie? Yelena. Yelena. She's the best actor in this movie. She's just so interesting as a character. Like, you want to give it to Black Widow, but Hugh just stole the show. Yes. But in terms of who won the plot, it's definitely Melina. Because she was the only one who actually saved the day. Without her, they're just, you know, they're lost.
1: True. Agreed. Her.
0: Now, where does it rank? We got four levels. One of them is renamed. Got the Pantheon, awesome, dig it. And instead of skippable, because that was confusing with an earlier question, change that to Thanos should snap this movie out of existence. Where do you got it?
1: Um, you're not gonna like this answer. <laughs> I say awesome. Okay. I think I like even Even though it's cheesy and CGI is kind of crappy at times and endings kind of like meh, I really liked it. It has great fight scenes. It has a nice storyline, great story development, and provides the backstory for Natasha that everyone has been waiting for for a long time. And I would say it goes in between Homecoming and Captain Marvel. So
0: worse than Homecoming, better than Captain Marvel. Okay. Yes. See, despite what I've been saying for the last hour, I do really like this movie, and I really like when, because, you know, I'm into comic books, so I like, like, the lore and getting super into everything, and I like, that's why I like She-Hulk a lot, because it's, like, answering, like, the name suggests questions that you don't really need answers to, Um, and this movie does that, like, with Dreykov's daughter and Budapest, and it, um, so for that reason, I really like this movie. The action sequences are awesome. A lot of it is cheesy and doesn't make sense, the overall plot, the overall story, I do really like. There's a lot of like smaller, like subplots, like scenes that I think are just really lazily done. But the overarching plot, I really like a lot. But overall, it's not super rewatchable. Although it is filled with a lot of heart, that makes it great, especially that dinner table scene. That's my favorite scene in the entire movie. Um, like seller top to bottom. But for the most part, this movie's not really better than decent. So I put it in dig it. I have it worse right. than Ant-Man and better than Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Although you said that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was a Pantheon movie. Which people do I love that movie. like
1: love that movie. You're not
0: alone. People like that movie. I just misplaced humor. Really bugs me. And I think the struggle with that movie too is that it's so good in some parts that the bad parts take it down. Like if it was average across the board. I probably would have ranked it higher. Which probably isn't super fair. Uh, for my rankings yeah. in the Pantheon, Right now I have eight movies in the Pantheon. Infinity War is number one, then Avengers, Iron Man, Endgame, Ragnarok, Guardians, Winter Soldier, and Civil War. In Awesome, Black Panther, First Avenger, Homecoming, Captain Marvel, Far From Home, and Age of Ultron. In Dig it, Iron Man 3, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Black Widow, Guardians 2, and Thor. And in Thanos should snap this movie out of existence. Ant Man of the Wasp, Iron Man 2, The Dark World, and The Incredible Hulk. Which is a lot more rewatchable now after having seen She Hulk. Thank you guys again for listening to The Wrong Opinion MCU Rewatch. Check out my writing at ST Art Facts, that's S T A R T E Facts.com, and a YouTube channel I work with, Comic Central right now we're uh, digging through the spider-man lore next week we got bjc talking about shang chi a movie i have a lot of feelings about very few are positive but until then peace out